If a ballerina falls hard and nobody's there to catch her, does she still make a sound? I feel like you have some explaining to do right now! Welcome to Cord Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. Hey man, I'm Brian Brushwood, but more importantly, all of a sudden I'm questioning my whole reality because we were just talking about superpositions and quantum reality right before the show started, and all of a sudden it's a tree falls in the forest question. Bryce, explain yourself. That was the trailer for Tiny Pretty Things, a new series coming to Netflix. They call it, This is the first line in their YouTube description of this. Imagine pr Black Swan meets Pretty Little Liars in this murderous drama set in Chicago's most <laughs> prestigious ballet school. That is coming pretty to Netflix swans. December 14. <laughs> is that what we're well, doing now? We're, 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 we're just taking like whatever was in the pitch meeting and putting it on a poster. Like we don't even hide it anymore. They put like, it. They, that, it's two Mythbusters, but they're both Adam Savage and neither knows what they're doing. Modern Rogue. <laughs> like, Maybe that's just the most effective way to do it. Who knows? <laughs> Hey, uh, joining us now, the host of How to Cook Eggs on YouTube, Ayaz Akhtar. We also call the show Spice Kitchen. Check it out at ayaz.tv slash spice. If you get to 100 subscribers, I can have youtube.com slash spice kitchen, assuming somebody else didn't take care of that. A lot of cooking shows are about teaching you how to cook. This show is only about spite. There's a friend of mine who should be starting their own cooking YouTube channel, but they refuse to do it. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to produce the worst, worst content on the planet, and the shows will not stop until that other person creates their channel. So just strap in and enjoy Spite Kitchen as long as it lasts. Oh my God. I've heard of hate watching before, but never hate creating. This is amazing. <laughs> this is Spite A Kitchen. And uh, it also, it features an original song by me playing underneath. It'll get stuck in your head. That's you from you? On SoundCloud. Now the music itself was public domain. But my singing <laughs> oh, okay. is my singing. So got it, enjoy got that, it. kids. That's amazing. Creation. Yep. Yeah. Creation? We'll, <laughs> well, so. Uh, man, I love this. So you have a friend who who's like talented and should be doing a cooking show. And this is your way of like getting them to do the show, right? That's the idea. They can cook. They've got good camera presence. The idea is solid. We've talked about it on and off but they refuse to do it, you know, cause they got like kids and other stuff. And I mean, I, I got, I got a family, so I just well, involved them. You could, you could sure. hear somebody in the background doing a Jurassic park theme. I heard, I we heard were supposed to be recording that. Whoever this yeah. person is, that is almost certainly in the room with you, whoever they are, we hope that they look, they steal your show. Yeah. Good luck with that. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll oh. turn over, I'll turn over the channel if you need it. We'll just have to rename I am, it. I'm blown away that, uh, that, that, that you were singing on that. Um, also, yeah, I, I love the idea that he, he eventually starts doing this channel on this channel. And so if you go far enough back, find the origination of his show as Spike Kitchen. That's amazing. Let's get right into the primary target. Disney reported its Disney Plus streaming service hit 73.7 million subscribers as of the end of September. That's up 28% on the quarter. Uh, hot star subscribers in India make up uh, just about 25% of all of those Disney Plus users. The company said that across Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus, the company now has a total of 120 million subscribers. In October, by comparison, Netflix announced 195.15 million global subscribers. Uh, that's across their one product called Netflix, uh, with more than 73 million in US and Canada. And I figured, let's look at how uh, some of the others are doing. HBO Max announced 38 million Q3. So we have 73.7 to Disney, uh, 73 million US and Canada for Netflix, 195 million internationally, uh, 38 million for HBO, HBO Max, and 22 million as of July on Peacock. <clears throat> By comparison, cable television, all of it in the United States, Comcast, Spectrum, uh, iHeart Cable, whatever, what all of cable, I cable? It, <laughs> in, in the United States of America is 77.6 million U.S. households. Um, 
So one of the most important questions when it comes to any kind of impressive number is compared to what? And this is definitely an impressive number. And so immediately I think to myself, compared to what? Uh, compared to how fast it took Netflix to get to anywhere close these kinds of numbers. Like here's Disney already more than halfway, what, two years? Has it only been two years? A year for Disney Plus, yeah. That's crazy. That's a little more than a year. Yeah. yeah. No, but 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 definitely astonishing. Um, it's uh, it's almost as though Disney correctly realized that there was room for a Pepsi to Netflix's Coke that was not quite the RC Cola of of Amazon. Um, uh, and HBO know. said, "Will be uh, President's Choice Cola." Confusing name. <laughs> Sam's Club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe more of a white rock there. So you can kind of find it. You don't know what it is. You're like, is that president's choice? It's a, it's a, I don't know what it is. It's, a, it's an angel of some kind. I definitely think Disney gets to have a huge advantage because when Netflix was starting this, you know, the idea of like streaming video on demand was still relatively new. I remember it's called like Netflix Instant. If you had like a Wii, you'd have a DVD playing at the same time. It was ridiculous. Disney coming in with a huge, enormous catalog. They had something that a lot of these other companies just didn't have, the, the backlog of content plus their fox purchase they had so much stuff they could start with and they started off with a really cheap price because netflix has slowly slowly increased their price i believe it's about 15 bucks per month for the one i have i think disney's around seven dollars per month because it'd be cheaper if you do the yearly plan so it's very impressive how quickly disney has shown up but i think it definitely benefited from a more mature audience ready for oh yeah i can add that i know what a streaming service is hbo they they kind of had this like colossal confusion and that's probably why their numbers are so low and also their price is really high so that's kind of a hard combo it's like why would i need max what about now what about go go is dead stop talking about go so uh here, here's my question to both of you guys do do you think that that at least for the foreseeable future is there anything you can see coming in upsetting the order like uh, netflix i think we all assume will remain number one uh, uh Disney, I assume, is number two, unless unless Amazon, which, again, a bit tricky when you're also offering free it's hard, delivery. It's, it's a little apples you know. and oranges, right, yeah. with Amazon because it's bundled in. But, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're either number two or three, depending on how you look at it. But but outside of that, do you see another disruption of the scale that we're seeing from Disney Plus anytime soon? I don't know that I I'd even call Disney now. Plus a disruption. Yeah. Wait, everybody went down one notch and Disney Plus said, you're welcome, world. That's that's a disruption. I don't know that I don't know. I don't call that a disruption. A disruption would be like we changed the entire game. This is just a new player entering and doing well. Uh, OK, uh, so <laughs> this is more like um, uh, the Street Fighter 2 box was always there. It's just that now there's a new jerk who's dominating the game and and, and hogging yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Or the, the expansion team in the football league did really well in its first season. Like, wow, that's impressive. Like, I don't I'm not know trying that to there's been it. a more revealing moment between the two of us than what just happened. We both strove <laughs> for metaphors and came up with Street Fighter 2 Street bullies Fighter and versus, football. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, with Disney taking that spot, uh, though, I mean, other companies like Apple, don't forget Apple TV Plus exists, right? And nobody's really talking about sure. them. They paid lots and lots of money for serious high-tier content, like prestige programming with big stars that you know. Steven Spielberg's involved. You've got, like, all these names, but you don't have the numbers yet because it's – got Disney just kind of sitting there going, hey, just come here. We have the mouse and the X-Men, and we've got, like, Captain America. Like, come on by. Yeah, I think uh, Apple and, and, uh, estimates its subscriber count at 33.6 million. So it's it's in the HBO Peacock class, right? It's in that that second tier. Whereas Disney Plus, and, and to your point, Brian, like they definitely disrupted the order of this by jumping right into the top tier, right? Right. If not, as to your point, if not the structure, at least the positioning. So you're right. It's like the rules were defined by Netflix where it's like new game. It's called NASCAR. Uh, by the way, uh, metaphor alert, everyone place your bets. Uh, uh, new game, it's called NASCAR. You go around in a circle in a car uh, and then all of a sudden, like just, a, you know, they show up in position number two. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess my question is. Do we ever see somebody explode on the scene, this specific scene, quite as forcefully as we just watched over the last year and change with Disney? 
I don't think so. I think I think we're seeing this is my point in bringing up the cable number is we we're now seeing the total cable subscription market in the US barely hanging in on the on the rankings, right? At one time it was like, can any of these streaming services ever have as many people as cable and then Netflix passed them. Uh now it's can most of these streaming services have as many as cable? And now we're talking about all of cable, right? So uh, so I think we've moved from like, well, I, everybody has finally made terms with the fact that cable television is just going to slowly recede. Now it's what's our lineup going to be? What are our services going to be? And I feel like we have all the big entrants in. I, I would never say never that we'll get another big one, but it's not shocking to me that Disney would be one to be to to be able to shake this up, right? I mean, I'll tell you what, if anybody CB- is going to kick in the freaking wall like the Kool-Aid man, it's going to be it's going to be right. Walt Disney. And there's no other big content players out there left to enter the game, right? Viacom is 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 joining in with CBS because of that merger. Uh Sony is the only one that doesn't have its own main streaming service, but they seem to always kind of be on the outside. They never really even had cable networks either. Uh, so we kind of have all the major players. It would have to be a new player to jump in, I think. And to be honest, in a weird sideways reality, this new player could have been only some, somebody like Apple to come in with Apple TV+, Plus, but they're already here, and they're very slow rolling their entry into all of this. They're, they're slowly building up an enthusiastic fan base for their section of the entire market that is exclusively dedicated to people who already own their hardware. Um, man, how weird that a phone company requires you to buy their phone or computer products to watch their stuff, and a packaging company requires that you order their free delivery service to watch their stuff or you could pay people who just pay for people to make stuff this is a weird industry guys i I, I, i'm not alone in thinking this right Uh, i will say i was thinking jokingly google could totally do this but they have youtube originals and that isn't doing that great they had cobra kai Mm. a show that was 100 percent on rotten tomatoes that did well for two seasons to the point though they didn't renew it and netflix picked it up and now, I don't know if you've noticed the past couple of months, all the interviews with Ralph Macchio, everyone's like, oh, there's a new show on Netflix. So even when Google, which controls so much stuff, they couldn't get their own service going when they are in charge of this massive video sharing site, they still couldn't get in the door. Think about that. That's kind of crazy. Apple's trying to do with the millions of dollars or billions of dollars. I think you guys are right. Unless there's like some kind of Voltron kind of thing where you have Paramount joining up with like, Warner like the, Brothers. Only, the only dumb ideas I could have are some version of like a General Motors or Big G Cereals comes in like like a like a hurricane or something. I you know I hadn't thought about it till you pointed out like the people who make the phones make a channel the people who who ship you things make a channel. Netflix is really the only one on our list who doesn't do anything else. Right. Even HBO is like, well, we 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 make movies and TV shows. And so we created a, a service. Peacock's the same thing. They're also a big conglomerate with cable and, and, and ISPs and, and all of Got that. So, so, so you're saying like uh, the other ones, like they are of media for media and, and within mm-hmm. the industry, but they're old media. Like Netflix is the only the only um, uh, true born child of, of, of this. Well, they're world. either old media. They were like, well, we have all this content. We might as well make a Netflix or they're new new companies who are like, well, we have all this technology. We might as well get some content, but Netflix did both <laughs> Netflix. You know, they, I mean, they still mail the DVDs, but that's not even part of their business anymore. And they did it by blazing the trail. I think we forget how impressive Netflix is. You know, you were, you were kind of touching on this earlier, but Netflix streaming started. I remember the objections when they launched it is I don't want to watch bad buffering video on my laptop or have to buy a Roku Netflix player. What even is that? I don't want to buy a specialty device to watch TV. No one's going to do that. And the bandwidth isn't good enough anyway. And they don't have any selection. None of their good stuff is on there. You have to get the DVDs. This thing is doomed from the start. And they just persisted. They just kept improving it and adding to it. And they knew that bandwidth would also improve as time went on until they not only created the space that all these other companies are now trying to get into, but they're the dominant player in it. So 
question from the chat where does hulu fit in um uh man uh, i got we're, we're all old timers here so we remember that when hulu launched it was almost um uh, this is my presupposition i have no evidence to back this up but it looked an awful lot to me at the time like hulu was designed to fail from the start hulu was created specifically to bolster viacom's argument that YouTube could never exist if it weren't filled with pirated content. And to prove it, they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna make a Hulu where it'll be legal to watch whatever you want, whenever you want, on a bunch of computers. And it's gonna fail, and we're gonna, oh dear, it seems to be doing very, very well. Whoopsie doodle, we're Hulu. <laughs> also, it did not crush YouTube like we thought it would. Correct, Darn. correct. Oh well, yeah. Um, the other thing about different. Hulu, right, right, right now I believe Disney owns the majority of it again, so now it's becoming a secondary arm of Disney. So it's, we it's becoming like ad, ad, adult Disney, basically. Thank you. Yeah. I felt like the FXX FX stuff is on there. You can have your edgier, racier stuff because it doesn't diminish the name of Disney Plus, but it's Hulu. It already has an, a long, a long standing name, which is ridiculous to say out loud, I guess, but it's <laughs> true. They've had, they've had Hulu's been around. So we know that it's TV. We know that there's new television, there's originals there. So I think because it's a Disney arm, it's part of their gigantic reach. And by the way, talking about weird situations where packaging companies and shipping companies are suddenly making content, uh, recently one of, one of our team members told me that Comcast, a cable company, talked him into becoming his wireless telephone service provider. And I was just like, what? And of course, we've talked about MVNOs before. You know, all they do is they resell the same bandwidth that everybody has or whatever. But I didn't even know that, that Comcast was in that game. But it's like in a world where everybody can do everything, I mean, it's crazy, this mixed up world, Tom. Yeah, Spectrum's trying to get into the mobile phone business as well. Uh, so is Dish. Uh, they they all realize that, like, we're going to have to be in something else. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, some of it may be streaming. Some of it may be mobile phones or ISPs or, or something else. Uh, last question before we move off this topic. I want to know, how long do you think it'll take Disney, Disney Plus, to get from 73.7 million worldwide to catch where Netflix is now, assuming Netflix is going to keep growing, but to get to that 195 million that Netflix has today, how long do you think it takes Disney Plus to get there? I mean, I think we're talking about Zeno's arrow here, right? So we're we're dealing in calculus and in half lives and so on. Uh, I'm going to say that that it doesn't get to where we are within a year, but but it does get most of the way there. So I don't know what two years, and by then I think uh, Netflix will outgrow. What what say you, Is? You know, I was thinking three years, assuming we're going to have a lot of these promotional bundling. We'll have Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu at this one price, and Disney will be the one that continues going after the month is over. I could see them doing that kind of uh, gimmick where they can just consistently bring people onto Disney Plus because once they do that, they have the ability to much strong arm anybody who has deals in the, in the past, or they can probably change the catalog should they choose to license it out. Because that's another thing that... Uh, Viacom CBS was doing, and I don't work for them anymore, so I can say this out loud, that some of the stuff that that their idea was to get content from anywhere and everywhere. Will Disney always have only Disney stuff? I don't know if that's going to be necessary. That In fact, if they want worldwide growth, they're going to have to get different stuff. Because mm -hmm. I don't think that catalog is wide enough. One of the things Netflix did was go into markets and say, we're going to make content for your market. Well, and keep in mind, like, like Netflix broke themselves of that addictive, sweet, seductive uh, stars library, because in the beginning, like when they when they licensed all the digital rights I to all the stars, I think stuff, they broke. I think that was always their strategy. But go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, OK, a lazier, less ambitious, less directed company would have been comfortable sticking with licensing other people's stuff forever and ever and ever. And then one would have one day woken up to discover they're, they're, they're uh, uh, 62 years old and irrelevant. Right. Uh, but, but, but instead they, they realize, Oh, we have to break this addiction because stars is only going to have more leveraging power season after season as they come back and demand more and more money. Uh, and then, and so instead they just started making all their own stuff and licensing it on their own. I, I definitely, I definitely think that Netflix was forward looking in that respect. And I think Disney's going to have a harder time than they think because they don't have a, an operation for creating local content. Neither did Netflix, but Netflix has now created it. Uh, Disney has an operation for creating worldwide content. Usually uh, that'll, that'll help, but they don't have a 
a large catalog to rely on. And even though Netflix has to fight and pay a little more than they used to, they can still combine a back catalog with their originals as they build up the originals. So I think they have a little bit of, of an, and I think Netflix has a little bit of an advantage there. Also, Disney Plus has existing deals for their existing content that are different in all these markets. Uh, and the way they they were able to get into India was use their existing deal with Hotstar to kind of like slide in, and then they run Hotstar to slide Disney Plus in. But they had to keep Hotstar going uh, because they have all this other stuff. I would look, I would look to see different deals like that happening, and it'll be a little slower going. Whereas Netflix, they didn't have existing deals. Now, when they launched in a lot of countries, that meant their library was a little smaller because they didn't have any existing deals. But they could launch. They could turn on. 120, 130 countries at once, which is what they did. Yeah. Uh, do you know who has an extremely limited back catalog is us. We have only one show. It's called Court, actually two shows. Shows. It's called Court Killers and Spoiler in Time. And you can make both of them appear every single week on an ongoing basis by becoming a contributing member of Boss. Head on over to patreon.com slash cordkillers. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash cordkillers. Get your own RSS feed and become one of our bosses. Just a buck an episode. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Please, please do it. Patreon.com slash cord killers while you still can. Now it's time for how to watch. Wait, while you still can, is there something you want to tell me? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's 2020. Who knows? Just, you know, <laughs> oh, don't, don't sleep on it. Uh, Roku is rolling out Roku OS 9.4, which includes support for Apple AirPlay 2 and HomeKit. The update is arriving now on Roku's Ultra Streaming Box, probably already there if you have that. Uh, it's also on StreamBar, Smart Soundbar Speakers, the Streaming Stick Plus. Uh, the premier streaming sticks, pretty much all the all the sticks, all the boxes and all the sticks uh, that can support it. 4K Roku TVs will get the update in the coming days. So you might start to see that showing up now. Uh, a little bit of, a, of an interface tweak. and uh, But the big thing is, you know, AirPlay. Uh, Apple wants to get AirPlay everywhere. So if you have a phone, you have no excuse not to send that Apple TV Plus video somewhere. Uh, and HomeKit is another good one because that allows you to use the Roku as a hub uh, for HomeKit, so pretty interesting stuff. I mean, I as I, I know some people feel like this is revolutionary. Other people kind of shrug their shoulders. Where do you fall on that? Okay, AirPlay two. I think this is a great thing because the more devices that can receive a, a video, the better. As for HomeKit, it's one of the most I want to say it, it's the most underdeveloped of the ecosystems when it comes to uh, smart devices. Google and Amazon have them beat by a, a landslide at this point. So maybe this will help HomeKit expand a bit. If using a Roku as a HomeKit device, that's great. But also, it's essentially killing off Apple TV. You don't need the box for all the stuff you can do here. So that's kind of a weird thing that I'm looking at. Well, I, if, if, if I was an Apple PR manager, I might give you a response of some kind of version of, yeah, but you can never replace the Apple experience. It's so polished, so slick. And plus, look how intuitive and slidey this remote is yeah, but this is some people bucks. hate and... Okay, listen. I get it. But 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 this one's two hundred bucks, and and boy, if, yeah. just feel this remote. It's shinier. You can't put a price remote. on that. Yeah. Plus, we have amazing partnerships. Here's Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Um, but also Oprah Winfrey is on the Roku on the Apple TV app. Yeah, uh, sorry, Roku. stop looking at that. Look at Steven Spielberg. <laughs> also on the thing. Ted I, Lasso I think Apple's is here. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Ted Lasso. Apple's move here is to say, like, we want our we're gonna make our money in the future off services. So we want our services in as many places as we can stomach as possible. Well, and, and AirPlay is a way to do that, right? This is one of those weird things. Uh, first of all, I do think AirPlay is a brilliant uh, play that, that that should really be pushed because how many times have we had that very real world experience of here's the thing I want to show you what's the best way for me to put it on a better screen than this you know holding up your phone or whatever right um, uh, I do think there's definitely something to that um, weirdly the uh, you make a really good point I as because uh, uh, Apple TV is, of course, playing for the high end of stuff. Roku's playing for the low end. And we've watched Roku increasingly uh, virtualize its presence down to essentially nothing, where it's nothing but a word that is associated with smart TVs. Um, in that universe, how do you justify attaching a giant box to stuff, especially when you know that that the harder you lean into that, the the, the fewer people have access to your content? 
to which I don't know. It's me, Apple TV executive, vanishing now. I mean, they said it was a hobby when they started it. Maybe they're not, this isn't a long-term play. It's the, it's the services, right? They want, like Tom was saying, they want you to subscribe to TV+. Plus. They were giving it away for free with, when you buy a piece of hardware. But when you buy an iPhone, you get it. So why would you bother with an Apple TV if you can just get a Roku? But then again, Apple doesn't sell a lot of this stuff in their stores or online. It's not like they're going to be telling you, buy a Roku from Apple.com. They're going to pretend like it doesn't exist. It's just a nice little feature you get if you have a Roku. And Apple's playing well with everybody. So yay. Yeah, it's it's a way to get them uh, like, oh, you have a Roku? Well, you can use this for stuff uh, and then learn how you should spend $200 on that box next time you upgrade uh, and give it to us. Uh, the other uh, folks that are out there trying to get their stuff everywhere, sort of, are HBO Max and Peacock. And we have news. We have news on the HBO Max Amazon War front. Peace in our time. HBO Max will arrive on Amazon's Fire TV devices starting Tuesday. So if you're listening to this Tuesday, it's already there. HBO will continue to be available as a prime video channel. So the whole dispute between Amazon and HBO Max was who gets to own the relationship. Uh, Amazon wanted HBO Max to be an add-on to the Prime Video channel. HBO said, no, we just want HBO Max to be an app now. Uh, we don't want it to be an add-on. And the compromise appears to be that HBO content will continue to be available as an add-on to Prime Video. And if you pay Amazon for that, you'll be able to log into HBO Max app separately from Prime Video and get all the Max stuff at no additional cost. Uh, so that's splitting the baby, and I'm sure it won't confuse anybody about which one they have and how to make that work. And Still no word on a Roku deal for HBO Max. Uh, that That is not uh, yet happening, uh, but maybe they'll come to some similar arrangement now that they've struck one with Amazon. So not only is HBO Max a weird chimera, uh, chimera being two embryos that have fused together to create one individual being with two different sets of DNA. It's also split into two twins so so that you can access it from multiple different he, ways. He, here's where your, your bugaboo about calling it HBO Max does cause a problem. If HBO Max was called uh, IAS TV, right. uh, it would be easy. They'd say, look, you pay for HBO on Prime Video, you get IS TV for free. Oh, and by the way, IS TV has all the HBO shows too, and it would be perfectly clear. But because they're both called HBO, people are like, wait, so which shows are HBO? And which ones show up on Prime Video? And which ones are on the other thing? And what's I mean, the difference? This, this, yeah. this used to be the perennial hill that I would die on. And AT&T is one of the worst offenders on this. HBO recently, you know, with their their West Coast, East Coast, Go, Max, Up, Down, Left, Right. Um, uh, a brand that means whatever you want means nothing. Uh, but, but at this point, I mean, all these companies keep getting just sold and relaunched for billions of dollars anyway. And, you know, what do I know? So, so it's like i'm done i'm done preaching if 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 they're just gonna all make billions of dollars doing nonsense backwards upside down stuff anywho yeah, the max slash hbo divide is just really annoying it shouldn't exist it should be like you get you get hbo max i guess here's the thing you can't get it on tv because you can't get a lot of the stuff on demand so because hbo and this is also crazy to say was forward thinking by setting up a streaming service on their own and calling it HBO Now or Go, separating out whether you had cable or not. They were thinking ahead, but not to the point where everything would be streaming. They're like, okay, we'll have these two different things like the chimeras and twins like you're talking about. But essentially, if they just waited like Disney did, they're like, okay, we're shutting down movies anywhere. We're calling Disney anywhere. We're shutting that down too. We're going to do... Actually, that's wrong. They killed Disney anywhere and then launched movies anywhere. <laughs> that's the kind of like really like hard lines you have to do. HBO could just be like, hey, look, it's just HBO now. Sorry, I mean, from now on. I didn't mean that. I was, was an unintentional pun. Okay. It's just the maximum is... HBO you can get is this one. <laughs> Sorry. It's easy, people. Come on. Yeah. So if you want to go get HBO, actually, that you yeah. know, we are fighting the last war a little bit here because there is no more HBO now or HBO Go unless you're right. on Roku. Uh, now it's just HBO Max everywhere there's HBO Max. Well, and which is why their slogan is, now, go get HBO to the max. <laughs> now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Plus uh, so anyway, uh, if you're confused about this, 
we can't help you much, but here's something that'll maybe help a little. Uh, HBO Max now on Fire TV. So HBO Max is only unavailable on Roku and Peacock reached a deal recently with Roku. So Peacock is not on Fire TV. So we're, we've almost got coverage. Peacock is not on Fire TV. HBO Max not on Roku. We'll, we'll keep you updated as the fronts develop. Let's talk about what to watch in Under Surveillance. Like it's all about location, location, location. Under Surveillance. WandaVision has a date. WandaVision's going to arrive on Disney Plus January 15th. This is the Marvel show that follows Wanda Maximoff and Vision in a fantasy series set within a sitcom-inspired universe. It was, in fact, filmed before a live studio audience. Uh, if you're wondering about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is supposed to come first, it's not. It's still delayed until later in 2021, but January 15th for WandaVision. Uh, this is shockingly close for me to know this little about it. We know, of course, from the promos that it's kind of surreal, that it sort of ties into the idea of the multiverse that we assume will pay off with uh, stuff like Doctor Strange and then whatever spinoff stories come from that. But 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 I feel like they're playing this one pretty close to the chest on this. Yeah, they haven't really released a lot of information other than really cool images. And I'm also curious how this is going to tie into phase four, since this is supposed to have a real big tie with Doctor Strange, like you were talking about. So this placement of this show on the 15th, I don't know when a theatrical release is going to be possible for anything. So I'm just curious what Disney's plan is on their scheduling. Well, well in, in this case, this is one that I believe was always intended to be a weekly show, right, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it was supposed to come out in August. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. If uh, it hadn't been for production delays, it would have come out in August. So it, I do think that what we know is this is uh, Wanda and Vision in a bunch of sitcoms. Uh, they slowly realize that something's weird about that. And that's it. That's all we know. Do you do you think we're kind of looking like a like a weird like kind of uh, a, a Black Mary anthology kind of situation where it's like each one is a different trope and then they get closer as they figure stuff out? Uh, yeah, I don't know if each one will be a different sitcom trope or whether it will be like a bunch of different sitcom tropes that they keep cycling through and there's a pattern that they start to realize and a through line. I don't I don't know. I think it's definitely going to be like we're trapped in a dream, but how do we get out? That that seems to be what it's pointed towards. Yeah. HBO Max will release a reunion special for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air this Thursday. Almost all the cast are back, including the original Aunt Viv, Janet Hubert, uh, who hadn't spoken to Will Smith for 27 years. He does a sit-down interview with her, uh, apparently very candid. Uh, HBO Max also has the back catalog of the original series, uh, so you can go you know, relive the memories immediately after watching the reunion special. Confusingly, a new dramatic reboot of Bel-Air produced by Will Smith is coming to Peacock, not uh, to HBO max but that's not coming for a while um yeah uh, uh where is fresh fresh prince i'm sorry uh, fresh prince prince i can say this uh fresh prince of bel-air uh on the spectrum of like uh, like my kids can discover cheers and seinfeld and friends but for whatever reason uh that one's not really hit the right cycle with them um are there people that re-watch all of those the way they uh, that we that the, that my kids rewatch The Office over and over and over again. Swamp Rat 1965 in our Twitch channel says, "I've been rewatching Fresh Prince of Bel Air," and we have an answer. There you go. <laughs> I am from from the original run of, and and Viv one, not so much Viv two. I'm not a big fan of Aunt Viv two, uh, but when it comes to this reunion, I couldn't care less about this. I know HBO Max has tons of content, and these reunion things I think are just four versions of getting people to grab into the universe. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get Max now. And I can watch this thing and and, and I'm going to forget I, I, I bought this. But there is a lot of cool stuff on Max. I just think that this is, it is what it is. Like, I, I don't want to watch a bunch. This is going to be like an unscripted thing. I like the idea you don't, that you don't, you don't like reunions. a new episode. No. I, yeah. You, I like, you don't like reunions. That's like what new, it sounds like to me. I don't like uh, unscripted reunions. I would love, like, a new I would episode. love to, for there to be like an, another episode or some kind of, conclusion or like we look to the future something like that because yeah i can watch these people have interviews anywhere right i don't i mean i get that they have everyone back together but it's not the same kind of i didn't watch the show because i liked the actors i liked the show 
Do you want to say? I has pretty in much had the courage to say the exact thing I was thinking, but I tried to dress up in a, uh, uh, are we sure anyone's interested in this <laughs> question? Oh yeah. Mark? No, people, people are definitely interested in this. They're just not either of you. Yeah. Uh, and I actually was interested in the nostalgia hit of like, oh, that's a look, look, I haven't seen them in a while. I mean, I've seen Will Smith a lot. I've even seen the guy who plays Carlton a lot, but a lot of those folks, I'm like, I haven't seen them since I've actually watched the show on the air. That's cool. For me, that nostalgia hit was done at the end of the trailer. I was like, well, that was cool. I'm not that interested in, in, in the axes that original Viv has to grind. Uh, I'm certainly not interested enough to sit there and listen to them talk to each other for a half an hour. So I'm like, I kind of got everything I needed out of the trailer. I loved watching the trailer. That was exciting. And maybe that's all HBO Max cares about is that I now have a positive feeling associated with HBO Max. I'm sure people who are into Fresh Prince more than I am are going to be excited to sit there like, oh, no, but I want to hear what they say. I want to see them hug each other and talk about how great it was and relive memories and all that. Some people love that stuff. You bring up a really good point, Tom, which is that uh, to the outside eyes, it may look like something like this. Like, why would you do that? Nobody's going to watch it. Nobody cares. But even if nobody does watch it, and even if nobody does care, having a reason to remind everybody that this back catalog exists, even if you know you spend, let's say $3 million to produce this thing, and literally not a single human being watches it, uh, you could make more than $3 million in terms of people who are you attract, uh, attracting to the back catalog. Yeah, and I, I, think, uh, I think you're right. And I also think a lot more people are interested in this uh, than you might think. The CW is developing modern Austin, not I-N, but E-N, like as in Jane Austen, a reimagining of Jane Austen's novels from producer Stephanie Lane and written by Eleanor Burgess. Uh, Burgess wrote a lot of the HBO Perry Mason series. Uh, each season will reimagine a different novel of Jane Austen as a modern story. So Pride and Prejudice is a season, uh, but it's mo it's a modernized telling of it. Right. And then the zombies show up. Right. I when, hmm, Yeah. Good question. I, do, I didn't see that mentioned in the story. <laughs> it turns out we're the zombies. <laughs> we were the zombies we were looking for the whole time. I am a fan of Jane Austen. I love those novels, but I love them for the period. I'm not sure how much I would like an updated take on it. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what would substitute for conditions of propriety, because I seem to remember that was a big part of, of Jane Austen novels uh, to begin with. I mean, we have our own propriety. Right. Uh, we have our own, like, you can't say that. Uh, you can't, you can't, you know, go see that person, do that thing. Jane like, Austen gets hashtag canceled. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pride and Canceling, uh, season one. I liked Dickinson on Apple TV plus because it was period appropriate setting, but modern conversation. And that was fun. I got, I got both. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure about this one. Though. I as big Jane Austen fan. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big Jane Austen fan, but I know her works have been like redone a thousand times. So I've seen those things. So I, I think some of this stuff to be modernized, like, like Brian was talking about, how would you do this? I'm just thinking, I'm talking about propriety. I'm just thinking like, just write proper English and not text speak. That's a whole level of thing I have a problem with. And I definitely think as, as an older person telling my son, write out the words, come on, come on. And that's gonna be enough to cause a rift in the family. You're adorable. All right, and uh, comedian Hassan Minaj uh, of Patriot Act fame on Netflix and uh, Daily Show correspondent is going been cast as a recurring role on season two of The Morning Show. Uh, he will play Eric, a rising star who joins the Morning Show team. Uh, and this is not Minaj's first uh, role, but it's his first dramatic role, first non-comedic role. Uh, I believe... Both of you guys gave the morning show a try, and and I I feel like both of you fell off, or or Bryce. A, oh a no, time, I liked or, it. I oh, watched okay. it all the way to the end. Loved every minute of it. Okay. And I li I liked it. I think I just had a few episodes left uh, uh, that I'll eventually get to, but I, I I did like them. That's what you say, right? When you fall off a show. <laughs> In fact, no. the, the episodes just got better as it went along, as far as I was concerned. But yeah, 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 yeah. I, as did you watch it? I have yet to see any shows on Apple TV Plus. I've yet to see the see morning, it. so I think we're all on the same page here. <laughs> on Apple TV+. Plus. <laughs> all right, we got a few other notes here. Hulu dropped a trailer for Takashi 69 Doc 69, the saga of Danny Hernandez, streaming now. 
Uh, they dropped the trailer and started streaming it at the same time. Trailer for Disney Plus series Inside Pixar will give you animated looks behind the scenes. They're releasing it in four collections of stories. The first collection streaming now. Apple TV Plus dropped a trailer for season two of Servant coming on uh, January 15th. The Umbrella Academy has been renewed for a third season by Netflix. Emily in Paris has been renewed for a second season by Netflix. Space Force got a second season from Netflix. A Short Circuit remake is in development by the writing team of Eduardo Cisneros and Jason Schumann. Cisneros co-wrote the 2013 Mexican comedy Instructions Not Included. And Chris Pratt will appear as Star-Lord. It's now confirmed in Taika Waititi's upcoming Thor Love and Thunder movie alongside Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, and Christian Bale. Man, unfortunately, like the one that pops out the most to me out of these stories is, of course, seeing Chris Pratt, any kind of crossover, any kind of continued MCU existence in any form whatsoever. I get super giddy about it. I love everything Taika Waititi's ever made. So obviously that's excited, super exciting to me. Unfortunately, there's nothing outside of yay I have for that. Uh, any of these pop out at you, Ayaz? I'm, I'm a little bit depressed that Space Force is going to be renewed for season two when a show like Santa Clarita Diet is dead. That show was amazing. If you haven't watched it on Netflix, Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore, it's, an, it's just a great dark comedy show and they killed it after three seasons. The fact that Space Force is getting a season two, but Santa Clarita Diet didn't get a season four, makes me sick. But Timothy Oliphant will show up as a marshal on season two of Space Force. <laughs> Probably. I'm Space A long marshal. time ago he did. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, what we have our eyes on is something we'd like to talk about. Uh, Brian... There's only one thing the entire world should have been watching this week. Have you watched it? A little bit. Uh, oh, man. I just realized I was going to make a reference, but it would be woefully inappropriate because I'm not Australian. Uh, the uh, 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 Yeah, dude. Everybody needs to be watching Auntie Donna's new Netflix series, uh, Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Man, has this been a delightful, surreal experience because we first discovered their stuff a few years ago on Night Attack. We've become friends with them and uh, they hid from us that they were making a Netflix special. Now it's out and it's like, I watched the first episode and I'm like, I think this is really good. Let me rewatch it. <laughs> I, I rewatched the first three episodes three times all the way through just like, like scene by scene, like, yeah, no, I'm not crazy, right? Like, I think this is, really really good and now we're at the point where there's so many gifable moments that are popping out it's really really a delight uh tom uh, 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 you're you're a little bit farther out on the orbit around auntie donna so i feel i trust your opinion more than my own sure sure i i, I should disclose i i have hosted them in my house mm. <laughs> so it's not like i'm totally away and, I, and i've had drinks with them uh but i i started watching it because i i i know them uh, and was like, okay, I'll watch their thing. And so Sunday morning, I'm watching it on my phone and I'm like having to stop myself from laughing out loud uh, and waking up Eileen. Cause I'm like, this, this is just, this is, I'm like, it, it was involuntary. Uh, it, they, they do a great job of shifting gears and, 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 and playing on sketch tropes and being unexpected. Uh, I mean, all I, all I can say is uh, everything is a drum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and, and uh, uh, on top of that, man, are they good at uh, uh, one note jokes and one note jokes that go on too long and one note jokes that go on too long. And just when you're about to get bored of the one note joke, they put in a different one note joke. And just when you think that one note joke is going to go too long, they go back to the first one note joke. They're, they're geniuses of just that getting makes to the... it sound bad, but look, they're amazing at making that work. I mean, look, I'm describing a drum, Tom, and it turns out their show is a drum. <laughs> <laughs> the whole show is a drum. Ah, you don't even need your morning Brown to enjoy it. Uh, Ayaz, when are you going to watch Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun on Netflix? Uh, as soon as I can. That's, that's going to happen. I'm not kidding. I, I can like, almost I, guarantee the, you'll enjoy it. The way Brian's describing it, like that sounds excellent. I also want to make sure my son doesn't see it because he'll start taking a joke into the ground. So I got to be really careful when I watch yeah, these. Yeah, plus things. he's so, going to learn you, the C word. Uh, there, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and things that rhyme with drum. Bunch of a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, cameos in here as well. Uh, pro wrestlers, 
uh, executive producer, uh, Chris, uh, Kristen Schaal, uh, uh, oh, Helms. Oh, oh, uh, also, uh, one little guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Homelander. Did you recognize Anthony Starr? No, I did it. Do no, you remember the sketch amazing. about about the man that follows him home? His stray man. That's not him. Oh that's my God. Homelander. That's Homelander. <laughs> Did you know that Queen Elizabeth is played by the woman who voices Mariner? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I got, I got spoiled by that uh, uh, thanks to our own uh, Meryl Barr. But uh, but once you hear it, it's so great. The Queen yeah, of yeah. England. No. <laughs> the Queen comes to visit in the final episode. It's quite the thing. Uh, and also, check out my Twitter account or my Instagram, either one. Uh, I was We were watching The Crown, and we took they a break. and I The Crown. I was watching Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun, and then I went back to The Crown, and for some reason, my Netflix app kept showing the picture of two of the boys from Auntie Donna as synchronized swimmers next to the description of an episode of The Crown. <laughs> and you didn't, uh, you didn't put The Crown in your mouth, did you? No. Okay. no, no. I know better than that. <laughs> uh, I as. Yes, there we go. There it is. So good. So good. That's amazing. Um, as. I apologize. We have been rude hosts uh, talking about our, our own eyes on selections. Uh, what have you got uh, in your eyes? <laughs> well, I will say that I'm definitely going to be watching this, this anti-Donna thing on Netflix, which I didn't know about. Uh, I've been watching the Amber Ruffin show on Peacock. I know ah. I, I make fun of a lot of different services, but Peacock is out there. And I watched a lot of the clips off of YouTube. So I started watching it on Peacock because you can watch it with ads for free. Or if you're an Xfinity subscriber, you become Peacock Premium, which you have less ads, I guess. Uh, so far, I really enjoy the show. It started off like every other late night show. But this time, since it started during the pandemic, it's kind of situated better to just be two people on the show. There's her hmm. announcer slash sidekick, Tariq Davis. They get along so well. There's musical comedy there's just really smart jokes and the jokes are packed because they're not waiting for a laugh they do their bit and they keep going the jokes are fast and furious the pacing is very much more like a, a youtube show more than it is a standard late night show excellent amber ruffin show on uh, peacock and uh bryce besides auntie donna's big old house of fun what should we be on the lookout for hey well uh spoiler in time has a new show out right now the the, the show that we do here on cord killers uh we're going to be covering a new show starting this week it's uh hannibal the nbc crime drama from brian fuller uh if you don't know the show this follows will graham a special investigator for the fbi who profiles serial killers with his gift of empathizing with victims and killers uh, as a means of serving justice. Uh, it's very emotional work, and so he's not... Uh, they, they make it very clear he does not work for the FBI because he does not have the chops for it. Uh, he also works with one Hannibal Lecter. Uh, yeah, the uh, Hannibal Lecter, turns out. Uh, and uh, Hannibal has his own plans of uh, uh, of what it seems that he would like to do. Uh, I'm try I his own recipe, you might say. Yes. We we've only I've only seen the first episode, so I I'm try I tried not to look too too deep into this, but uh you know, this show has a very strong cult following. It was canceled after 3 seasons and uh the 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 fans of the show have have uh nonstop praise for the story and for how visually striking the show looks. Uh, so we watched the first episode this week for long story for for it's spoiler in time and my long story short is that i really like it uh it's a very interesting cat and mouse game uh between will and dr lecter and i think mads mickelson as hannibal lecter is really inspired casting he's he's just great as this kind of hoity-toity doc dr lecter so i think that's pretty cool it's streaming on a lot of services also i know it's on netflix and it's on amazon prime video there are 39 episodes out now and we're going to be covering it once a week on It's Spoiler in Time. Check out cordkillers.com if you're not already listening to that. And if you've got something we should be on the lookout for, email us, cordkillers at gmail.com. Thank you. After they get done emailing us about that, Brian, what should they do next? They should do their holiday shopping. Do you realize how many people are going to be in your life at Christmas and all of your holidays and you're going to want to give them gifts? And I know what you're thinking. Ah, gifts. I'll never know what to get. Guess what? We kind of make a full-time job of figuring out what gifts to give over at Scam Stuff. It's gear for the modern rogue. Everything from bullets to chill your whiskey uh, to, uh, uh, they're not real bullets, but uh, whatever, uh, to a wallet that bursts.
burst into flames to magic tricks and stuff, everything over at scamstuff.com. Here's the thing. One week only, we're accepting PayPal because it turns out PayPal really doesn't like any sharp objects on your store. So we took off all the sharp objects and so we're selling stuff with PayPal now. And in, in one week, all of that goes away. And of course, if you want to get a computer, head on over to our friends over at doghousesystems.com slash rogue and use promo code rogue at checkout. They'll know that we sent you and you'll be keeping us in business. Indeed. All right, folks, let's move on to the front lines. Front lines. Bloomberg sources say Wonder Woman 1984 might stay on its Christmas Day release, despite the fact that it does not look like movie theaters are going to open up in New York and Los Angeles. If anything, uh, they might close in other smaller markets. However, it would supposedly only run in theaters exclusively for one or two weeks coming to HBO Max quickly after that. Uh, the other option is they might move it to June 4th, 2021. Yeah, I, I wonder how much of this is, this has been one of my targets for possible day and date release that would be a real powerful move. Unfortunately, all of the marketing and promotion and the posters that I've seen have had the words specifically for over a year now, only in theaters. And uh, mm -hmm. I would imagine that once you say that for a long time, it's hard to just, you know, whoopsie doodle, JK. Well, especially with the theaters on your back, like you've got to give us something. If you're going to put it out there, you've got to hold to at least a partial exclusive. And it's a matter of how short. 17 days is the shortest we've heard of AMC uh, accepting. And two weeks is 14 days. So I don't know. Yeah, would the theatrical release be something for award consideration? Is that no, why no. it would, main, it would right mainly now? be okay. to save face and also Not keep their reputation for with, with okay. the the theaters? Uh, meanwhile, David Fincher's Thank film you. Mank comes to Netflix on December fourth, and he told a French magazine that he has signed a four year exclusive deal with Netflix. He said he was too exhausted to do a third season of Mindhunter, so he asked for a film deal instead. Um, I think the only other thing associated with this uh, this press run is I guess people were uh, 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 dissecting his comments on Joker. I don't know if, if, if either of you guys saw that, that brouhaha. Yeah, I, I didn't include that because I, I wasn't sure, you know, how, how much. I mean, outside of yeah, yeah, just uh, just a nod that that if, 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 if you're interested in that, that. He was critical of the the DC Joker, the the movie from last well, it, year. Well, it depends on how you squint. Like you could read it one way, or you could read it the other way. Sure, sure. Um, but I I think it's interesting that he's like, man, TV that's hard. Uh, let me let me just relax and do feature films. <laughs> uh, I, I look forward to saying the same. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, someday, someday. Uh, also, uh, I as for this one, uh, definitely they are going to release this in theaters for for uh, Oscar consideration, although they don't have to this year. You can be considered okay. for an Oscar this year right. without being in theaters because of the pandemic. AMC has expanded its theater rental offering after a four week trial. Private movie showings cost at least $99 plus tax for up to 20 people. New release movies like Tenet uh, cost you between $149 and $349. Uh, and if Wonder Woman did come out on December 25th, presumably uh, you could spend $349 and you and 20 of your family and friends who are in the bubble could go see it together. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I, I like that they're trying this on. I hate that they're having to try this on. It's kind of a weird, uh, I don't know, I feel con conflicted. I, yeah, I, I hate the reason they're having to do it, but I, I wonder if this might stick around, if this might be a cool thing in I mean, the future. I, I, I hope so. Ayaz, I, I would, you, would, you, would you bust out $349 and say, I'd rather not have a, uh, wait, I don't know what a new console is these days, but, uh, but, but would, would, would you spend that kind of money to go see a movie? I mean, it depends what I'm watching. Like if it was something like a brand new Marvel movie, yeah, I would totally do it because I don't want anybody else talking during the damn thing. I'm watching this quietly and anybody else in my little pod can leave if they make a noise because they know who I am. Oh. That thing, I really hope they can they continue this because I remember back in the days, we'd be like, we're not the whole theater for parties and stuff. And I would ask my dad, I'm like, can we do that? And he's like, no, but now that I'm an adult, I totally want to do this. I See, totally want to. I don't know if this will continue with this pricing. It's going to be much more expensive. Uh, uh, forgive me. I, th I think you're thinking of the whole thing backwards. I think you rent it specifically so you could be the one person to talk the entire movie long. And ain't nobody could say boo about it because you're the one who rented out the whole freaking theater. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Apple TV's app for the Sony new PlayStation 5 released along with the console last week. The Apple TV app gives you access to Apple TV Plus and its add-on channels with a subscription as well 
to any content you have purchased from Apple. Apps are available for uh, Xbox, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and some Samsung and LG TVs, and of course, Apple-made devices. Yeah, so that Apple TV app, it's now everywhere if you're a fan of those new consoles. Netflix is offering a feed of short-form comedy clips called Fast Laughs uh, in vertical video, so TikTok style, on your mobile apps. The feed is designed to encourage users to add shows to their watch list. You can also react to clips with a laughing emoji button, share the clip on social media, or tap a more button. How uh, much do you care about this, Ayaz? I love it. I think this would be a nice area for Quibi to land. I'm not kidding about that. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I think you're right. Uh, and and we, we've been playing around on TikTok with uh, the Modern Rogue channel, starting to take some older stuff on the Modern Rogue stuff and put it in TikTok format. Um, seems to be pretty, pretty strong uh, uh, showings as far as viewership goes. So so I would imagine if you're mining specifically for comedy, sort of, you know, in, in a minute or two minutes, you can get the setup and the punchline in there. Auntie Donna's stuff is going to be perfect for this. That was the first thing. That is exactly what I was thinking and trying not to say. Hulu with live TV is raising its price by $10 to a new price of $64.99 a month starting December 18th. By comparison, the average cable bill was pegged at $217.42 in March. So, you know, it's like apples and four times as many apples and caviar yeah <laughs> and four times as many <laughs> yeah because people complain and rightly so like oh man they're raising the prices this is getting expensive uh that said it's still not nearly as expensive as cable tv because i think in our our minds we believe those flyers they send around that's like spectrum tv 29.99 a month all the channels but you have to work to keep that and Sadly, most people don't. Now, if you're willing to do the work and, and do the chicken challenge, as we used to call it, uh, then yes, you can get your cable TV for cheaper than Hulu Live TV, but you still don't get the nationwide access to it. You don't get the ability to cancel it at any time and switch to another provider. So I don't know. I think even at $64.99, Hulu Live TV is still a compelling offering for folks. I know that I've never bothered to unsubscribe for it. And maybe three or four times a year, I bother to watch it uh, just because like that's where stuff happens to be available, especially for live events, that kind of thing. So uh, better than cable. Yeah. Um, and, and it's now more expensive than YouTube TV, which means you can go get YouTube TV instead. You've, you've got competition. You can switch to it. Uh, which one do you do? You use any of these IAs, or do you not even do streaming? No, I don't. I don't uh, bother with that right now. But I'm just thinking that the ad campaign would be great. It was like it's sixty five dollars. Sounds like a lot, but the average price is over two hundred. Now we don't suck. Like that 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 uh, that context matters hugely because sixty five sounds like a lot of money, but it's not when you're talking about a pipe of crap yeah. coming in through cable. Uh, waterfall Definitely. television, as I was admonished to call it from now on. Oh, yeah. My a bad. waterfall of television. Okay, look, I, that was my original image. <laughs> it was very waterfall-like. <laughs> I had to have Sounds that fixed sludgy. in our front yard once. Hey, let's get to the dispatches from the front. Tim uh, was one of the many people across the internet uh, to point out that uh, Queen's Gambit, the novel, was written by Walter Tevis, who also wrote The Hustler and The Man Who Fell to Earth, both of which were made into movies. Uh, some other folks uh, pointed out uh, that Tevis wrote the follow-up to The Hustler, The Color of Money, which was a Scorsese film as well. And we got an email from Steve Hoos. Uh, uh, this was kind of an interesting blue sky idea. I don't, I don't know how much time we'll have to talk about it, but he says, uh, gentlemen, how about introducing Netflix Pilot, the new free, uh, free TV channel that includes all of the pilot episodes of every show on Netflix? He was just thinking about the day when you would eventually buy a pilot for a TV show. What if that was the entire channel? Um, we've, we've talked a few times about the possibilities of, of non-on-demand maybe ad supported Netflix branded possibilities. Um, Netflix TV pilot channel seems problematic in that quite literally anything you fall in love with, you will never see again. Uh, otherwise it wouldn't be just a pilot. Well, I, I actually, you could say these are the pilot channels of all the series we've done on Netflix. So you would have, you would, it would have the ability to say like, Oh, if you liked the pilot, 
go watch the rest of it. Cause it, cause we always have a rest of it on Netflix, even if it's only one season. Right. Yeah. And I guess at that point, then what you have to do is, is disassociate the feeling that wait, are, are these all just ads? Am I just getting one for free? And after that I have to pay. So if Netflix did, did do this, I would imagine they would just rebrand everything as a limited series. Watch the full run of Santa Clarita Diet. It's a three seasons. You get a real ending, although you don't get an ending on that show. But like they could probably uh, market it that way. Just because you get a pilot, because we're used to seeing a pilot, and that means the show is going to run forever for no reason other than for ratings, ratings, ratings. If Netflix did that Battle Star Galactica kind of thing where they're like, okay, this is the beginning, the end. No, that's not the thing. Babylon 5, excuse me. Uh, this is the beginning, this is the end. We're getting somewhere. That might actually be a better hook if these pilots don't just bring you to that hope zone and then you get your hopes dashed. Yeah, I mean, if they're only gonna devote a few resources to these live TV shows, and of course this goes back, or, or live streaming uh, channels, which goes back to that French channel they're trying out, which which does a linear Netflix channel. I don't think they're gonna wanna just fill one up with pilots uh, because some of those pilots won't be that good. Uh, I think they're going to want to pick and choose and try to put pilots in that linear channel that they think have a great chance of grabbing someone and getting them to watch. Now, uh, what, now if if it, if it becomes really cheap to spin up a bunch of these channels and they can have a huge grid of them, then one that's filled with pilots might be interesting. And of course, the trade-off of that is if you can have a whole grid of them, then the value of each individual channel goes down and it all just becomes so much noise. Whereas I could see like a middle ground of maybe calling it like Netflix beginnings, where it's the first four episodes of every one of their top tier shows. So it's like, you top know, tier. yeah, right, right. Of, so, of, so. of shows they think have a chance of getting an audience. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. That's, and that's, that's a thing you can do on that Netflix direct channel but you don't have to do it exclusively, right? You can have it be a, a running thing. Like Beginnings you're watching Netflix beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, folks, if you want to get in on the beginning of something, you'll want to go to iaz.tv slash spite, right? That's right. If you go to iaz.tv slash spite, you will be sent to the new Spite Kitchen YouTube channel in which I cook only for the reason to spite someone else to create their own channel. There is really very little education going on. There's a terrible song by me underneath, and every episode will be increasingly worse than the, the previous one. That is my goal. That's what I'm trying to do until that other person decides to start their own cooking channel. Please go to is.tv slash spite. Subscribe so I can actually have youtube.com slash spite kitchen because I need 100 people. We just started this six hours ago, so <laughs> let's go. <laughs> oh man, I hope this works. I hope so much this works. That's <laughs> iaz.tv slash spite. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash night attack. Also carried on diamondclub.tv. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Talk to you again next time. Hey, Tom Merritt. Yes, Brian Brush. Know who I love even more than my own children? Your other children no not my wife i know what you're saying i love our five dollar patrons these are the people that keep us live and independent thank you so much five dollar patrons you know what i love them more than not life itself because then i'd be dead and i couldn't appreciate them but really 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 close and i'm so thankful that they are here to make this show happen thank you so much to all of our five dollar a month patrons you guys are wizards you're champions you, you're heroes Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>